Well, probably very needless to say that I'm speaking about breakthrough this morning. Yeah. But you know, the, the wonderful part about it, which encourages me so much, is that um, Josh didn't know that when he planned the, <laughs> the songs for this morning. I didn't tell him that. And, you know, and uh, <laughs> I guess he knows. And if he knows, we know. Yeah? Because we have an anointing from the Holy One. 1 John 2 verse 20. We have a, an anointing from the Holy One and we know all things. He tells us all things. Amen? He reveals His truth to us. He reveals to us what He is going to do next. That we would begin to live not on damage control or maintenance, but that we would live from the prophetic edge, being led continually by God, which means you're one step ahead. We're called to be actually one step ahead or even more steps ahead of the enemy. Amen? Glory to God. Amen? I knew that was going to happen, so I put something into place. And you know, God knew everything that was about it and is happening. And He put things into place for us. He put a plan in place for us that we would hear it and that we would follow it so that we would live on that prophetic edge. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. What good news is that? Hallelujah. Hey. <laughs> Well, this morning we're going to go to 2 Samuel chapter 5 and we're going to read a story about King David. Yeah. And we're going to start from verse 17. Josh, I'm never quite sure to keep you here because you might pull me into the prophetic and I won't be able to teach. I'm not sure. I'm just sort of, just, yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. But from verse 17. Hey. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Do you know, I have such confidence, right, that this isn't just going to be a word that's going to fill you mentally and tell you something and give you some knowledge. But I have full confidence today that faith is going to be released for the breakthrough that each one of you are contending for. But, you know, God's saying here, see, well, here we go. He's saying that you no longer have to contend on your own. You are not contending on your own. And there's such a co-laboring that he wants us to enter into, that we would never enter into prayer, praise, enter into life in any way, do anything without us co-laboring with Jesus. Amen? That the Holy Spirit would truly come by experience to be our senior partner, which is what he wants to be. Amen. Not following along with us, but hand in hand with us. Amen. Empowering us to live a supernatural life. You know, when we know who's actually with us, a boldness is going to spring forth into our lives. You know, when we begin to declare the word of the Lord, when we lay hands on the sick. Amen. But we, we step into areas where we're stepping into confidence where once we would have stepped into them in fear and in trembling. But God says, he said, I am with you even until the end of the age. I will be with you. Amen. Hallelujah. So there we go. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17. Now when the Philistines heard, thanks Josh. When the Philistines heard that they had anointed King David over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it. And went down to the stronghold. New King James I'm reading out of. Verse 18. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. He said, have no doubt about it. Have no doubt about it. I'm going to deliver your enemy into your hands. Hallelujah. Verse 20. So David went to Baal Perazim and David defeated them there and said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. 
Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. And they left their images there. And David and his men carried them away. Do you know, I believe that the majority of us in some way are seeking breakthrough in some areas of our life. Now, unless we are living the abundant life, unless we live the life that Jesus came to give us, there needs to be an area in every one of our lives where we are seeking breakthrough. Otherwise, we're just satisfied. Now, we need to be satisfied in every season, but not satisfied. Why? Because there's always more. God has more for us. Amen? Glory to God. So I want to go to James 5. We see here um, two scriptures. I'm going to hang around a bit. James 5, verse 16. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. Now the Amplified says in verse 16, the earnest, heartfelt, continued, someone say continued, prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in it in its working. Now that prayer is actually, that, that word is um, dunamis, which, which actually means dynamite. It's like your prayer can actually throw a, a keg of dynamite into the enemy's camp and blast him right out of the way. What sort of prayer? The earnest, heartfelt prayer of a righteous man. Now let's just fix this up real quick. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? <laughs> Jesus is our righteousness. Amen? Jesus is who qualifies us to pray a prayer that will throw a bomb into the camp of the enemy and send him fleeing. You're not excited enough about that. I'm praying that you will be by the end. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. All of us at some time of our life will face something that will call for supernatural breakthrough. I believe people, um, there are people here right now that are needing supernatural breakthrough. Amen? In other words, breakthrough that you can't achieve in the natural. We need supernatural breakthrough. Amen? But that's, that's so encouraging because we serve a supernatural God. Hallelujah. And he, he shows us how to actually um, approach things that we need Areas of our life where we need breakthrough in a totally different mentality than the world. In other words, if God be for us, who can be against us? Who can stand against us if God is on our side? Amen. That's the attitude that God wants us to take on because it's the truth. The enemy can lie to us and make, the, make us think that we are hopeless, helpless and have no, no, no hope in, in a situation. But God's saying... All things are possible to him who believes. Everything is possible to those that will believe my word and stand with me, conscious of the fact that I am with you. Someone say, God is with me. Hallelujah. I am not alone as I'm contending for breakthrough. Bless the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, I'm getting real excited about this. You see, I believe that many of us have received prophecies over our life for breakthrough. Yeah. But many of us are looking for breakthrough, either in relationships, breakthrough with our health, breakthrough maybe with uh, our uh, employment, breakthroughs in salvation for families. But, you know, we're going to find some really uh, incredible keys here in the life of David that we can follow. It's here for us to learn from, yeah, so that we can apply these keys and experience breakthrough in our own lives. Amen? I hope that made sense. Praise God. So we see in 2 Samuel 5 that David needs a breakthrough. And for much of his life, he was spent waiting for this breakthrough. It was about 13 years that he'd been on the run from King Saul after he was anointed, after he was ordained, after he was commissioned. He was on the run for 13 years because Saul was out to kill him, not to, not to congratulate him because he was anointed. How many of you know the enemy will not congratulate you because you are anointed? 
Well done, I came to your ordination. Fantastic, you know, I'll stay away from you. No, no. he does not respond that way to the anointed. Amen? Or the anointing. So what happens is the moment that he gets anointed and commissioned to be king, he faces um, the problem that verse 17 explains. We'll go back to verse 17. Now, when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all of the Philistines went up to search for David, and David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. I tell you, whenever you, you hear that the enemy or you know the enemy is after, you're going to go to your stronghold, whatever that is. But, but David went to his stronghold. He went down to the stronghold. His stronghold. The whole army of the Philistines came against him and it wasn't to celebrate him, but it was to persecute him and take him off his task, to kill him. What we can learn from this is that God anoints, uh, when we're anointed, Satan comes because your anointing actually attracts opposition. Yeah? It attracts opposition from the enemy, not celebration. In the Old Testament, God anointed prophets, priests, and kings. We see that. And as we read the Old Testament, we're going to discover resistance always comes when people are anointed and commissioned. I want you to know that you have been anointed and commissioned. 1 John 2.20 says that. That you have an unction. You are anointed by the Holy One. Hallelujah. And in this context, God is with you. And you sort of stand out like a neon light as a target for the enemy to take you out. Amen? But when you know the truth of the word, that he cannot take you out unless you believe a lie. Yeah? When he comes against the anointed, you see, you're actually anointed to function on a level that the world is unfamiliar with so that your life would bring glory to God. And his main task is to stop you bringing glory to God. Because he can't give him glory or give him praise or give him worship any longer. Oh, hallelujah. He was the anointed cherub that gave the worship leader. But he was cast down and he can't worship him any longer. He wants to come and get that anointing on your life so that you'll no longer spring forth with praise at the great things that God is doing and other things. But that's the thing that God drew out of me just then. So every believer is anointed by the Holy One. If you, are, if you are born again today, you are anointed by the Holy One. Amen? Not just the person up front, not just the, not, not just the people on the, on the platform. We're all on the platform of life. We're all seated at the right hand of God. There's no higher place to be promoted to but the right hand of God. Amen? We're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That's how he sees that. And I feel the longing of the Father's heart for you to come to the revelation of that's exactly where you are seated to. Regardless. Hallelujah. So, so if we look at that, we see, okay, so the anointed, that's what attracts the enemy. That's what attracts opposition. Okay. And we understand that. We're going to approach opposition in a very, very different way. And, and we could see in 1 Peter 4, 12, it says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though something strange has happened to you. You see, the Bible goes on to say, what I want you to do is I want you to rejoice. Rejoice when you fall into temptation. Re rejoice. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I'm going to repeat myself. I say rejoice. Turn to someone and say, it's time to rejoice. Amen. You know, if you're under attack right now, and I can guarantee that every one of you are in some way, shape or form under attack. God says it's time to rejoice. Why? Because the opposition is coming against the anointing. And God's word says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So it's time to rejoice because you're about to experience your victory if you cooperate with the operation of the Holy Spirit and stop trying to go it alone. I feel like I just gave him a king hit. Do you know what I mean? Like I just feel like, oh, yeah. King hit. You know, some of you, your king hit is just being obedient to shout. 
I don't know how many times people have come up to me over, over 25 years now and said to me after the service, oh, I felt like running when you said that. I felt like shouting, please run. <laughs> how many times, please shout. I just could, it was hard for me to keep in my seat. Please stand up because you release your portion. You release something in the spirit. You come, you release into that corporate anointing. And if you all release what's happening here, there's a cluster bomb effect that it has. And walls begin to break down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So you missed an opportunity then to say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. Amen. You're just saying I agree. You know, you know, sometimes I say amen a whole heap. Actually, I say a whole heap. I say, God, what I say, amen so much. It must drive people nuts. He says, I'm looking for agreement, Kim. I'm looking for agreement. I'm looking for someone to say yes so that I can perform it for where two agrees to touching anything on earth. It will be established by my Father who is in heaven. He wants to establish breakthrough today. It's really hard for some people to look excited. Just try <laughs> just give it a go amen, amen. Ha, 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 ha. thank you father you see there's a supernatural response what happens when we don't things don't change but we hear a word that changes our attitude and we respond to it there's a supernatural exchange and it actually reveals to you that you are a person of faith because you're, you've got someone on the inside of you that's willing to celebrate whether you see it or not. And when you begin to join in on the celebration of the word that comes to give you breakthrough, you begin to experience in the natural your breakthrough. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. So when he heard, David heard that the enemy was coming against him, the word says in verse 17 that he went down to the stronghold. Now this word stronghold in, in this con is, is different than the context of the New Testament what we see in 2 Corinthians 5. It's talking about this, in 2 Corinthians 5, the New Testament, it's talking, the Bible's talking about casting down strongholds and things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of Christ. But, but, but David was actually running into the knowledge of Christ. He was running into the knowledge of God because the knowledge of God was was going to cause a stronghold that's going to keep a hold of him. Yeah? A hold of his thoughts, a hold of his actions. Yeah? Glory to God. So this, this is the stronghold. We all have strongholds in which we run into when resistance comes against us. Now... Now, many may run into the, the, the stronghold of, of uh, in this day, uh, social media stronghold, where you can lose yourself, you know, and go into some fantasy world where everyone looks like they're doing better than you, but when you find out they're not doing well at all. But they're painting a very pretty picture. Amen? Hallelujah. You can run into that stronghold. You can run into Netflix or look at movies, you know, and run into some kind of imaginary realm that that you can enter into where your problems don't exist temporarily. Yeah? But when you come out of that place, you see that the problem is still there. Now I'm talking to the church. Amen? We can distract ourselves in another world, but when we come out of it, it just not, it, it isn't what it projects to us that it, it is. Yeah? People can run into the stronghold of addiction. Drugs, prescription drugs, alcohol, you can run into all those areas. You can be addicted by all kinds of entertainment and the lusts of this world. You can enter into those. So that you can forget for a moment what the troubles of the world are. God wants you to define what your stronghold is. 
Amen. And he wants us to actually, let's use this word, repent. Which means just have a change of attitude. Have a change of the way you do things. Have a change of the way you see your problems. That you begin to see the promise greater than your problem. And you run into the promise. Amen? And not deeper into the problem. Yeah? Hallelujah. Because there's no place like the stronghold of God. There is no greater place of safety than the stronghold of God. Let him get a stronghold of your life. Amen? There's no place like the stronghold of prayer. And this is what David did. He ran into the stronghold of prayer because he communicated with God. Amen? We need to, we, we, we need to pray. We need to enter into this grace that's being op- offered to us today where prayer begins to take a stronghold over the church. Where prayer becomes our stronghold as it was with David. So the Lord was able to deliver his enemies into his hand. Amen? Because in the stronghold of prayer is where we contend for the breakthrough. Hallelujah. With, with the Lord of the breakthrough. And the Lord of the breakthrough, that word the Lord, will go there in a minute, I'm going ahead of myself. But the Lord of the breakthrough is he is the Lord of the breakthrough. Jesus is Lord over the breakthrough that you need. Hallelujah. Amen. So there's no place like the stronghold of prayer. When we pray, we prophesy to resistance. When you bring forth that word in prayer, when you co-labor with Christ, you, you, you prophesy to resistance. We prophesy into our future. We prophesy into the situation. We prophesy into the plan that God has for us. David went to God and said, what's the plan? He gave him the plan and prophesied into his life. And what he did was he did it. And I'm right ahead of myself again. Never mind. There's different kinds of prayer. Amen. But we're looking today for contending for breakthrough through prayer. Prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. The breakthrough of prayer. God is calling us to prayer like never before. We would even as we looked at last week, the prayer of there's different prayers, prayer of consecration and dedication. That prayer that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he said, Lord, take this cup of suffering from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. In other words, Matt, what I'm going to have to go through, it's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some laying down. In, in the context of the church, this is the way it, 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 we can run parallel with this in our own lives. It's going to take us doing something that we might not want to do. It might take us not doing something that we want to do because we're looking for temporal satisfaction in troubled times. But God says there's a greater way. There's prayers of supplication and thanksgiving, which we see in Philippians 4, verses 6 through to 9. We see, um, take no anxious thought about anything, but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known of God. Amen. So there's there's all different kinds of prayer. There's intercession where we stand in the gap for others. Amen. There's tongues where we partner with God in the Holy Spirit praying through us and praying into the situation that is at hand. But it's important to know that there is a difference between praying for something and praying through something. God says you've got some things to pray through. I believe as a generation that what is going to save our kids and our, ki- and our grandchildren is a move of God. And we're going to have to pray through some things. If you're watching world events, the only thing that's going to change and put future and hope and and, and amazing stuff in the future of our kids is a move of God and it's for us to stand up and contend for. If you're spending your energies looking and checking out everything, you are wasting your time. You are empowered to bring change and breakthrough. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hey. Thank you, Lord. You know, I remember reading about an old timer. You would have you would have heard me preach talk about this man, but his name was Bevington, 
And uh, he, he, there was a book written about him called Remarkable Miracles. And um, what would happen was, you know, there was only horse and carts or walking at this time. And uh, what would happen was if he got a prayer request, he would actually have to walk to the place to lay hands or to pray for the person. Yeah. But what he would do was he would actually set himself to prayer every time he got a request. And it was amazing the places that, as you read it, if he was. I mean, one, one time he, he, he stayed in a hollow, hollowed out log. You know what I mean? Another for days praying through for miracles. He would sit under a tree and pray for the miracle. And when he had a witness from God, when he felt a release, he would go and miracles would happen. Because what he did, he was actually, he broke through in intercession for the people. Yeah? And people would say, well, that's hard work. You know something, it's not. When you get an assignment, when you get an alignment with a task and you're given an assignment, it's the greatest joy that you can possibly experience is the presence of God in intercession taking you through and laying your... There's a, there's a grace of surrender, which I spoke about last week, that God is pouring out right now that we would actually... Hey, here's a novel thing. Give our lives to Jesus. Live for Jesus. Allow him to live through us. That's the way we're going to see change. That's the way we're going to see a move of God. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. So it's a privilege to get these assignments. I love this because it's so, 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 so amazing. As I said, it's called uh, Remarkable Miracles. See, it's not just token prayers. God's not calling us into token prayers, you know, like, like the prayer before the meal, which is wonderful. If you say grace before a meal, that is wonderful. But, you know, if you actually position your heart and no longer give a token grace over your, your, your meals, you might deal with some dietary problems that you have. Yeah? You might deal with some of your dietary problems. Oh, I, I can see that went over well. <laughs> you know, if you take a moment to engage on the inside of you, Jesus is on the inside of you. And, you know, I love to, you know, like actually thank the Lord. We're in Exodus 23, 25. He says, I will bless your bread and water and take sickness from the midst of you. But if you'll get into New Testament times and you say, Lord, I thank you. I'm engaging with you that you have blessed my bread and water and you have taken sickness from my midst. Amen? Amen? You give yourself to grace. You give yourself to that grace. And in every place, it stops being the token, but it starts to be the place where you have that, that, that privilege of engaging with God. Oh, hallelujah. And being freed of all your allergies. Bless the Lord. I know some people have allergies. I'm not, I don't I just get what I'm, my heart is saying here right now. Amen. As we begin to decree over our food, or many will be set free. Um, but what he's talking here about praying through. And what he's talking about, the fervent, effective prayer of a righteous man has much power available to us. He's not talking about token prayers. He's talking about relentless pursuit day in and day out. That's what he's talking about. Relentless pursuit and refusing to let go until you receive the breakthrough. Like, like the woman with the unjust judge, you know, like she was such a nuisance, she, you know, he was the unjust judge, but, you know, he said that the scripture says so much more will, will our God avenge speedily those that continue to contend, my paraphrase. We know that heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. So many are waiting for God to move, but God's saying, I'm waiting for you to move. Because if you see what you want to see your breakthrough in, if you see it worth contending for, if you see it worth the pursuit, you're going to steward it in a way that it will bring glory to me. One reason. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. See, praying through is about the intensity of the quality of our faith, the faith that we bring to prayer, not just the amount of time you give to it. Sometimes we can think God is more impressed with the amount of time we spend than the intensity and quality of the passion that we carry to see breakthrough, not only for ourselves but for our nation. Our posture is, I love you, Lord. I trust you. I believe your word. I don't know what, um, what's going on, but I, I'm going to trust you through it all and I'm going to believe that you are working 
this through in me and through me. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That's when things begin to shift. If you want to experience something you have to, you haven't experienced, um, you need to do something that you've never done. If you want to experience something you haven't experienced, you need to do something that you've never done. In other words, got so determined freedom for my children. So determined for freedom for, for my church. So determined that I'm going to see breakthrough in this area. That, that I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to pursue it until. Because, you know, if you, if you pursue something until and you never see it, the until, the until can be the next generation after you. Because any dream that you have isn't bigger than your lifespan, isn't big enough in God's eyes. Cara preached that. It was a really good word. Thank you, Cara. I pinched that. But, yeah. So you can contend for something that you will see in the eternal realm. Yeah. And not even experience it in the natural, but that's how sold out God wants us to be. That's how sold out the saints of old were when they prophesied the birth of Jesus and the coming of the Saviour. But they never saw it, but they hold it in his heart, in their hearts. And they contended for it. Amen? Hallelujah. Someone says, I can't do that. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. I think it's Philippians 3.19 or 4.19 says, You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen? And even though it might not manifest this side of heaven for you, guess what? It's part of your reward. You're rewarded for it. Eventually. Amen? And eventually means eternally. Not just temporally, but eternally. Hallelujah. 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 I guess I better get through this. Ha. Oh, what can I skip? Relentless praying through will receive the breakthrough. He moves through our prayer. Our prayer gives us access, gives him access to the miraculous. Oh, hallelujah. It gives him divine intervention into our world. He's committed to his partnership with you and I. We are his image bearers. He involves us in the miracle that we're waiting for. We are part of the solution, not the problem. I'm just going through here. We run into the stronghold of prayer. We need to be proactive. Turn to someone and say, we need to be proactive. You know, what God wants us to do is to wake up from the slumber of the season that we have been through and contend in prayer for our breakthrough, contend in prayer for our redemptive grace. You know, as we contend in prayer, as we wake up from the slumber that the church and the world has been in through COVID, as we wake up, there's nothing lost to us. He will redeem back everything that was lost and stolen. He'll redeem the time. He'll redeem the gatherings where we couldn't gather for a while. You know, we couldn't gather together, but the presence of God would be so full as if we had never stopped gathering. That is, we didn't miss a beat. Hallelujah. He wants us to co-labor with that. We are a part of the solution and not the problem. We run into the stronghold of prayer. We need to be proactive. Let's wake up. Hallelujah. Individually and corporately for God to move powerfully in our lives and in our city and our nation. What can be one of the greatest hindrances is that we magnify the problem over and above the promise. Amen. <sighs> David could have done this as well. He was anointed as king, as king and the enemy comes out against him and he runs into the stronghold. Then in Samuel 5, 18, we see the Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Rephaim means giants, the valley of giants. That's where they went. They went for the giants. They had giants working with them. He slayed one, but now, <laughs> David slayed one, but he's, he's got a valley of them now. Amen. It means the valley of the giants. You may feel like you are struggling in the valley of giants. You can, but you're not facing them alone. Amen. To be honest, as a pastor going through COVID, I was very challenged in many ways. And sometimes I was overwhelmed. In, okay, so how are we going to handle this thing? And I was very, very tempted to go into a pity party, I might tell you. 
just being honest. Just being honest. Just wanted to get in there and just boo-hoo for a while. Put myself to bed. Boo-hoo. This is too hard. All too hard. This one's upset about that. This one's upset. We're not gathering. This one's upset. We're gathering. Everyone's upset about something. Let me run into my bedroom and pull the cover over my head and cry. But you know something? He wouldn't let me. He wouldn't let me. He says, what have you got to cry about? Am I not the same yesterday, today and forever? Is this thing too big for me? And he wouldn't let me. That's the way he speaks to me at times. Sorry, he might let you boo-hoo for a while, but he won't let me. And I know where it'll take me. It'll take me into a valley that I don't want to be. Amen? Anyone been in that valley, the valley of giants, where there's all despair? How are we going to change this? How are we going to shift it? We, how, what am I going to do? Hey, it's not I, it's we. And you're in partnership with the God, our God, the Lord, the creator of the universe. Amen? Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. We all face these things. And I'm sure we've all been tempted with pity parties. And those times are the times where I remember what he's done. I'm already standing in the impossible. The things are impossible for me to achieve without him. And I know it's all him. All I did was be obedient to what he told me to do. Amen. That we begin to say, Lord, I know you are faithful. That's what I do. Come and magnify the Lord with me. I remember songs of old. Come magnify the Lord with me and let's exalt his name forever. Magnify the Lord over the problem. Amen. Pray into the promise until it becomes larger than the problem. Pray into the promise until it becomes larger than the problem to you. Pray into the promise. You know, I was praying. I wanted to share this with you. I've got so much to share here. I'll just kick through. Okay. Did you get that? Translate. Moving right along. Bless the Lord. Okay. Uh, leaning, uh, I wanted the the Lord was saying to me all things are possible to him who believes you know and, and uh, I wanted some shift and, and some change um, all things are possible to him who believes and uh, I, I'm looking at impossibilities this is fairly recent so I'm not that mature sometimes I can be a big baby I said God help me this seems impossible. But I know that all things are possible to him who believes. There's nothing that's impossible to him who believes. And so I'm praying in the spirit. I'm praying into that promise. I'm praying to that promise. All things are possible to him who believes. All things. And I'm just praying in the Holy Ghost. Holding that promise before me. All things are possible to him who believes. And then I get unfolded in my spirit. Help my unbelief. So I start to pray into Lord, help my unbelief. 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 And what, what happened was what was happening while I was praying. I was building up my faith. And what started to happen was my passion for the word of God rose. And he said, this is the way I'll help your unbelief. And I'm going to give you such a hunger for the word that you won't be able to put it down. And unbelief will be flushed out because faith will rise. Help me. I know this promise belongs to me, but help me. Help my unbelief. And what he did was gave me a hunger for his word. A hunger for the truth. A hunger to see the fulfillment of the promise. He helped me. Turn to someone and say, he's our helper. Stop doing it alone. Turn to someone else. Stop doing it alone. Stop doing it alone. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Ever heard the expression, all we can do is pray? Oh, my goodness me. Are you kidding me? God's, God's, God, when all else fails, all we, we better pray. Amen. That's not my, my stronghold is, hey, first up, let's go. Amen. Let's, let's go straight into prayer with this one. Doesn't matter what it is. He's interested in everything. If he's interested in how many hairs upon your head, he's interested if it starts falling out. Amen. Bless the Lord. So go to him in prayer with that. Ha, 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 ha. 
God's prayer invites the Lord to work together with us. Okay, so look at verse 19 again. What happens with David? He goes to the Lord in prayer. So David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? So he's asking, shall I do this? Shall I go up to, you know, and we can often do that. A problem comes, someone says something, shall I go up and tell them what for? Shall I go up and tell them the truth? Shall I go up and tell them what really happened? Oh, the temptation is huge. Yeah, but, but he says, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. Amen. He didn't assume that he knew what to do. He asked God for the strategy. He asked him for the solution. He inquired of the Lord. Inquire means to ask for for, for a difficult thing. Uh, Inquire. This is difficult. I'm inquiring of the Lord. He is there to help. He was there to help him master the situation. He was there with the answer and he is. He's in us with the answer. That's where he is. The solver of knotty problems lives on the inside of us. What he did is he showed his dependency on God, and that is maturity. We want to be so independent. But God says, maturity is coming to me. A man who is led by the Spirit of God is a son of God, and that son of God means a mature one. A mature one realizes that I need to co-labor with God if I want to get a supernatural answer. You might be happy with the natural, but God wants to shine through you. He wants you to have supernatural joy, supernatural peace. When the world's crying, he wants you to be rejoicing. Amen? That he can shine forth in you. You doing okay? Bless the Lord. He didn't presume that he knew what to do. He inquired of the Lord. David's inquiry of the Lord reveals that he knew where his stronghold was. And God answered him with a strategy. Amen. Some people say, well, I don't know how to hear from God. I heard a testimony this week where somebody came to a girl newly saved, came to her mentor and said, I want to hear the voice of God. Help me hear the voice of God. And she said to her, read your Bible. No, but she said, I really want to hear. I want to hear the audible voice of God. And she said, read your Bible out loud. (laughs) I know I've got you preaching a lot lately. Turn to someone and say, read your Bible out loud. Amen. Read your Bible out loud. Begin to inhale the word. Inhale the word. Amen. And breathe the word out in prayer. Inhale the word and breathe it out in prayer. Jesus said, I am the breath of life. Exhale life. Amen. Bless the Lord. His word is the prime way that he'll speak to you. He also speaks through through us with prophecy and I'm going to finish up here. I have so much more to share, but I'm, I'm going to trust God that I got as got. You know, I got 13 pages of notes here. Must have been all for me. He also speaks to us through prophecy, divine inspired word, and I'm, I'm going to just say this because this is really important. You know, I guess I'm I'm going to swap over into a little bit more pastorally right now. Um, but you know, he speaks to us through through the prophetic word, the inspired word. Yeah. And this is why you need to be planted in a community of faith, guys. Planted in the house of the Lord. You're going to flourish in the courts of your God. But you need to be planted in a community of faith. You need to be part of a connect group. You need to be part of building relationship with your community of faith. Trusted relationships where people can speak into your life. People can speak God's word into your life. God doesn't want you to do this journey on your own. He wants you to do it within a community, a family of faith. Amen. You know, sometimes all the ISO that went through isolation in COVID suited some people. Yeah. And they've stayed there. Yeah. But God doesn't, he didn't build you to be, be, be 
isolated. He built you for community. He built you for family. He built you so that you would have lifelong relationships in a community of faith where you have trustworthy relationships where you can not just fly through the door every now and again and throw a prophecy at someone. What's that to do with relationship? I'll just bring a little bit of correction in with that one. It's through relationship that you earn the right to speak into people's lives because they know to trust you. They see your life and they think, well, okay, I'm going to, you know, you're going to test, test stuff, you know, like, okay, you've just thrown that at me. What do I do with that? You know, no, he, he, he's created us to be a part of a family. He, 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 puts, he puts orphans into family. He puts, he, he, puts, he puts the solitary into family. That's where he places us. And we need to be in that place because God speaks through one another. Let's not do life alone. Let's get involved. Let's be positioned to hear the voice of God in and through us. The scripture says that when we fellowship one with another, truly our fellowship is with the Father and the Son. Amen. And that's where he wants us. Hallelujah. He also says that there's safety in a multitude of councils. God speaks to us through impressions in our spirit. He'll give us a burden for someone. We pray for them. We reach out. We reach out into the community. If you look in verse 20, we see, So David went to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there and said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal-perazim. You know what, it, 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 the scripture goes on and talks about the idols, what happened with the idols. But if, if, you know, the enemy actually dropped their idol, idols when they defeated him. They dropped, they were strewn all over the place, littered everywhere. And what they were saying is, your God is greater than the gods that we've just strewn, we've just left them, we've just strewn them everywhere. Amen. We've left them behind. Amen. Hallelujah. Samuel 15, 22 says, Samuel said, Has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of rams. Let us be asking God to prepare our hearts to obey, uh, to do his word. Amen. The big deal of breaking the ground was that David heard his word and he obeyed it. Obedience is an act of surrender, which I spoke about last week. Amen. That'll take you to the cross. But oh, what a glorious place that is. What a glorious place that is. The Lord of the breakthrough. David was defining his breakthrough. God wants us to begin to define our breakthroughs, church. He wants us to be, what, what are you looking for breakthrough for? If you don't have anything or you can't think of anything, you need to ask God, where do I need a breakthrough? What's there something that I need to break through in? Because we all need a breakthrough. Because he always has something for us that is greater than what we're already experiencing. And I'm not talking about a to-do list. Forget it. Forget the to-do list. He wants the breakthrough in us so that we become the breakthrough to others. So will you answer that today? You know, I believe that once you stand up, I believe that there's a call there to to break through in prayer. You know, we're beginning um, very soon. We'll be starting worship prayer revival nights on a Wednesday night. So lock that into your calendar. And if you have to change anything, change it. Because we're going to come and we're going to, we're going to contend together. Let us contend together. And uh, we're just going to let God be God in those nights. And there will be leadership because I believe we hear from the Spirit of God. And there's a place that he wants to lead us into that we can abide in. So put that, that that's only going to be a couple of weeks away that we'll begin those on a Wednesday night, probably around 7 o'clock. I was tempted to start this Wednesday, but I won't do that to you. I'll let you get all pumped and excited about it and respond in your personal prayer life. Amen to God. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you that you are the Lord of the breakthrough. Jesus, you are the Lord of the breakthrough. And Father, we thank you that you have given us a grace to actually contend for that which is ours in this season. I believe that revival belongs to us, church. 
And I believe as it rains, he says, contend for more rain. Pray for rain while it's raining. It's raining in here this morning. He says, contend for more. Pray for more rain. Amen. Amen. Because he is the Lord of the breakthrough. So, Father, we bless you. Why don't you lift your hands and just receive that grace of surrender. Receive that grace to enter into that place of prevailing prayer. A prayer that prevails until. Amen. And even if it, if it turns up in the next generation, Lord, I know that it's your will. Amen. I'm a part of that. Let us run together. Let us run together. Amen. Hallelujah. God's saying too many of you, too many of you settled, you've settled. You've settled for less. You've settled for less. But God says, I'm breaking that off you today. I'm breaking that you're settling for less. Hey, than what I have for you. Amen. I'm calling you out of isolation. I'm calling you out of the isolation. Amen. And I'm calling you into promise. I'm calling you into the promise. I'm calling you into a place of co-laboring with me. Oh, hallelujah. You know, in this place, He does exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything you could hope, think of, pray for. Infinitely beyond your highest dreams is awaiting you. And this is the way. Walk ye in it. Amen. Can someone give the Lord a shout and clap right about it? Hey. Yes. Yes. And you know, I don't need to pray for you and, and put my hand on you this morning. I don't need to. 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 But I can if I want to. <laughs> If, if, if you feel led to, you can. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you feel led to, you can. Just mess you up a bit. Just mess you up a bit. Mess you up a bit. Just messed up. Just. Yeah. There's breakthrough in the atmosphere. Just turn. I just want you to lay a hand on someone. and Don't be looking around. You don't have to worry about what's going on in someone else's life. Just, just connect with him, right? Yep. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Breakthrough. I just believe there's been a real cutting off, a real, a real shaking being done this morning. You know, whatever he hands shake off, he's going to shake off. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. You know what I want to do? If you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, you might know about God. You might believe in God. But if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Saviour, I'd love to pray with you. We'd love to pray with you this morning and lead you into that place, that relationship with Him. Amen. Where you can walk with Him, where you can live with Him. Amen. Into that promise where He says you'll never be alone again. Glory to God. Glory to God. So please come forward. Love to pray with you. Love to pray for you. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We'll be blessed. Be blessed. Just turn and bless someone now. Please come up. Can pray for you. You need healing for your body, come up. I'd like some testimonies. Please bring your testimonies. If you received healing for your body this morning, give us your testimonies. We want to be able to glorify God. Amen. Thank you, guys.